Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Hello. On behalf of our entire flight crew, thanks for soaring with us. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Disney Brits Bite Size. Thank you once again for joining us. And uh, joining me, as always, is Alan. Hello, Alan. How are you? I'm good, Adam. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. We've we've not spoken for a couple of weeks, so I thought, you know, say yeah. hello and see how you were and all that. I'm absolutely wrecked. Are you? Why are you wrecked? Um, we've been looking after a little doggy this weekend. Right. And I think the doggy was also making my kids a little bit too excited. Okay. So my youngest woke up several times in the night, came in for a cuddle. I had to keep putting her back to bed. And because it's Mother's Day, I couldn't even get a line in the morning. Oh, and so, right, so I am. My eyes are nearly asleep here. So you had to put your daughter back to bed. Eyes oh, makes a change. Yeah. You're normally putting your wife to bed after she's been out and had a few drinks. <laughs> you know her too well. <laughs> oh, it's lucky she doesn't listen to all of these, isn't it? She'll be yep. in. Alan! Uh, anyway, thank you for joining us as always. And joining us as well da, 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 is Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello. It's good to be back. It's, uh, Susan's back now. This is um, obviously we had the past couple of episodes. We had lots of people who had said, you know, these are the people we liked the sound of and we liked the number of hosts there were. We put some stuff out on Twitter. We put a, a poll out that said, uh, you know, how many hosts do you like? Do you like one? To, oh, well, I actually put, do you like one to three, three to five, or six plus? Which wasn't the best because that should have been four to five. So there's every chance that people thought three was the best number. But a lot of people were saying like three to five was a good number. So we uh, we racked our brains, we uh, we talked about it, we discussed it. And you were pleased to know that we've got new hosts joining us, which includes Susan and Gareth. Hello, Gareth. Hi, guys. Yeah, he's there. I wasn't quite sure. It was there for a second. Gareth's joining us. Also, Katie will be joining us, but she's uh, uh, actually in London at the moment. She's at the making of Harry Potter because she's been had that planned with her husband, so she's away. And also, on top of that, John will be with us as well uh, in a couple of weeks' time, but it's Mother's Day, so uh, with obviously with things like that. It does mean that, you know, there might be a change around with hosts. Not everybody might be here every week, but um, it does mean that we've got a bigger number to play with now, which is going to be great. Lots more experience, lots uh, more opinions, which is one of the things that you liked about some of the stuff we did in the past i'm currently playing though a piece of music from inside out called joy turns to sadness and i'm playing this for a reason because um well i'll let alan explain yeah you're gonna make me want to cry aren't you yeah, i'm gonna tell the music up as well oh no Come on, it's alan. a special moment take it away alan <laughs> um it's yeah i could do this hmm? i could do this which doesn't work so Sorry. Yeah, um, I, I had a, a conversation with Adam at the beginning of the year, and I said, "Look, I've been doing the podcast with Adam for I think I've been doing this with you for about four years. It's about that now, I think. Yeah, um, and I've been doing other podcasts about Disney before then for about another two years. So I, rec I reckon for about six years I've been podcasting about Disney. And at the beginning of the year, I thought I actually fancy a new challenge. I've I've enjoyed it." It's been fantastic, really enjoyed sort of meeting loads of people and I'm not going to sort of totally disappear. I just fancy a new challenge. And one of the things my wife said to us at the beginning of the year was, do you fancy blogging? And I thought, well, we sort of do blogging about Disney, but 
the concept of actually blogging about places and things that we do locally seemed a little bit more appealing. So I've, I'm going to be handing over the reins of this Disney podcast to everybody else that's joined the team to um, leave and do some blogging about the Northeast. I will be doing one more episode, which will be next week. No, not next week, in two weeks' time. And that'll be my last one until something happens in the future and I may be back. Yeah, because I think what we have to say is that Alan is, um, is stepping down. There is always going to be a place here for you, Alan. <laughs> Just like in Coronation Street. Just like in Coronation Street. We haven't killed you off, so there's always a chance you can return. Yeah. Like if we um, actually kill you off, then you're screwed. But, yeah. you know. One of, one of the things that I want to sort of emphasize before any rumors do start, there was no heated debate with Adam. It was a conversation. There was There's nothing negative happening behind the scenes. It is, it is just, I, I fancy doing something else. Um, as I, I just, Disney has, has had a, a lot of time of my life in the past few years. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we'll yes, we're still best of friends. Um, I wouldn't and, go that far. Oh, okay. We still talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> so there we go. We wanted to put that in at the top of the show uh, just to let you all know. So you can all have a good cry and you can mourn over the next two weeks. So when Alan's not here in four weeks' time, it won't be such a shock for you all. You know, you won't be have that still yearning feeling yeah. uh, that we all will, of course, have when when Alan goes. Um, this music's really sad. I'm switching it off. I don't want that. <laughs> What's something a bit I want to say about happy. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> I want this one. We'll have this one. Good one. There you go. We'll have a bit of Mickey's magical party time instead. So what we're talking about today is Walt Disney World and Disneyland Paris dinner shows. Um, one of the things, we've kind of covered these on and off over the years, but um, we've not kind of done them recently and there's been some changes to a few and we thought we'd sort of delve back into it and have a look at both the Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World dinner shows that are going on. Now, we've been in a discussion before we started recording today it's become quite apparent that myself and Alan have been to dinner shows and Susan and Gareth haven't been to dinner shows. But that's fine because what we want to know is why you two have never been to dinner shows. So Gareth, what, what's this reasoning for never being to a Disney dinner show? Um, one of the main reasons is time. Um, I've only been to Walt Disney World once paying, paying for it myself. Yep. Um, that was last year um my kids were both really young um my oldest has autism so a crowded mm. room full of people singing and enjoying it probably not for him um he's quite fussy with what he eats as well yeah so for, for the amount of of money that it was going to be it just didn't seem the best way to spend it really he was quite happy doing um like cinderella's royal table and crystal yep. palace instead so it's, it's character meals for you rather than dinner shows yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, we have talks about doing maybe doing hoop dee do review, mm-hmm. uh, music review next, next time we go. Okay. Um, but it, it's again, it's trying to find something that that he'll eat yeah. is not the main yeah. sticking point. That's, that's fair enough. Yeah, not a problem. Okay, Susan, what's your excuse about being a good one? <laughs> um, well, for the um, uh, Orlando um, Park, um, it kind of advertised more of itself to be more for the people who are staying on site than off site. And okay. the times I've stayed, I've stayed off-site so when you're at the Disney sort of parks you kind of want to take as much time as you can at the parks as much as you can and 
obviously most of the dinner shows in fact i think all the dinner shows are more on the resort parks yeah. which advertise more well if you're staying on site which i haven't okay fair enough so, i can see your point yeah um so which ones have you done alan um i've done hoop de doo yeah mickey's backyard barbecue yeah and i haven't done the spirit of ohana Aloha. Yep. That one. Aloha, Aloha. Um, haven't done that one yet. But the um, Buffalo Bill thing. Buffalo Bill's Wild West over in Disneyland Paris. Okay, so yes. between us, we've covered the majority of these. I've been to Hoop De Doo and Buffalo Bills. I've not been to Mickey's Backyard or Spirit of Aloha. I'm looking forward to you persuading me on Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, which is where we'll probably start, actually, because um, it's one that you kind of know the least about. It's over at the campsites at Fort Wilderness uh, Resort. Uh, it's exactly what it says on the tin. It is a barbecue, uh, which has got Mickey and Minnie and loads of other friends there. Do you want to explain a little bit, Alan, about kind of what it is and the sort of food you get, that sort of thing? Right, okay, well, um, the show itself is within a, a large, I don't know the best way to describe it, open-sided tent. No, not tent, shed. Tent it's, barn um, kind of tent, thing. Tent says a bit too Disney flimsy. describe it as an open-air pavilion. You could say that. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a pavilion and a shed? Uh, $8,000. Yeah, yeah, Disney World. <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll quickly point in here before I sort of forget it. Um, if uh, Gareth is sort of worried about sort of loudness at these shows um, for his kid, the I would suggest that he did the backyard barbecue over the um, Hoopty Doo. The only thing is with Hoopty Doo, we'll come on to this, is actually crowd wise, there isn't as many people. Well, I'll I'll touch I'll touch on it okay. because because you're in this open-sided pavilion, <laughs> it's it's quite airy. You, you feel like there's a bit of space about okay. it. Um, you you're sat in large um, picnic benches, yep. um, which are in large rows down towards the sort of dance floor area, mm -hmm. and then they've got a stage where they've got a band playing, and you don't feel as though you're squashed on top of each other. There's um, plenty of space. There's, there's plenty of space. Okay. The characters walk around yep. um, and they sort of really do dancing on the dance floor, but they're not sort of forced upon you. So, for example, Imogen, when we went, wasn't too keen on the characters. Yeah. Except she liked Minnie Mouse, she didn't like Chippendale and all them. Yeah. So the characters walk past the end of the sort of the picnic benches, as we'll call them. Yeah. And you then had the option to, if you wanted to sort of see the characters, you, you could. If you didn't want to, you could just sort of carry on eating or okay. whatever you're doing. So the characters um, wander around and you kind of meet them doing it that way? Yeah, there's, um, they, they do, the majority of the stuff they do down on the dance floor, I'll say that. Okay. So when, they, when they're walking around, they'll walk past the edge of your, your tables, aiming down towards the, the dance floor. It's sort of like a, sort of a, a snake in meandering route that they do. Right. Um, I think there's also they do meet and greets outside the pavilion, uh -huh. um, so you can go for actual set photographs, which the queues do build up very quickly on that. Um, you've got to be queuing up well before the characters appear to get your photographs. Um, but the, the show itself is like a a band playing some country western music, yeah. a singer. Um, there's some sort of dancing. There's usually a lasso art. Could you call it an artist? Yeah, they, they kind of 
Yeah, I suppose lasso artists. Cowboys who do rope if, tricks. I don't know. Yeah, rope tricks. Um, <laughs> that's what you call them. Um, but it's... It, it's it's a lot more laid back in terms of the presentation of a show. It's although it is structured, it's it's not it's not fast paced. It's not something happening all the time. It's it's a lot more relaxed. It sounds a little bit to me like a character dining experience with a little bit of entertainment thrown in, rather than it being a full on dinner show. Yeah, I'd say that that's probably the best way of describing it. I think it's because the characters go through the like through the audience, so that it doesn't become like there's there's the uh, stage. We are the yeah audience. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was was suiting sort of the time that we went. Okay. And the the food itself, you go through, and the best way I'm going to describe this is you know when you go through the animal kingdom, on the I think it's the Pangani um, trail. Yeah. You enter the Avery area, so you go into like a room, and then you leave the room into the the bird tent. Yeah. Right. So the food is served in the same sort of situation where you sort of go in through a door, and there's the food sort of laid out on the like benches, and you just help yourself to coleslaw, ribs, mm-hmm. chicken. Um, it's what they meats. now call the all you care to enjoy, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. All, all the usual stuff, chips, burgers, you know, it's, it's nothing that you'll be surprised at or you're not going to be blown away by the, the food. It's edible, it's tasty, you can go back and have more. And it's a, um, it's it's a, a good early time okay. as well, isn't it? It's for about 5.30, I think, these shows quite often start, or you can arrive from that particular point. Yeah, there's, there's two shows, I remember, so th- that, is, that is something to bear in mind, that they do chase you out of the, the first show to yeah. make sure the next one oh. get in. Um, Alex, can I, sorry, Al. Um, yes. Just going back to the characters. What's what's it like with um, in terms of like the, getting the interaction with the characters? Some of the reviews that I read were saying that it does turn into a bit of a bun fight compared to some of the other character meals. It's sort of possibly does because as you, you know, with a, a character um, meal, you'd end up with the character come around to your table and seeing yeah. you as a family and then moving on. Whereas as you're on these long picnic benches and the characters don't sort of shuffle down between the benches, it's sort of like, right, there's the character at the end of the table and some people run out and see them. Or if the characters are on the dance floor, you know, it's ring a ring a rosy sort of thing. You know, everyone's trying to get some interaction. So it, is, it isn't, isn't one-to-one um, unless you go for the, the photo opportunity outside. Okay. Well, it's the only show, say, that has any sort of character interaction. Uh, the rest of it, you can mm-hmm. have characters appear, but you don't necessarily interact with them. Um, oh. Disney is saying... Oh, the other thing... I'm... Go on. Sorry. I was going to just say, obviously, if you, before you wrap up on this one. Yeah. Um, one of the weird things about it is that it includes all you can drink. Yeah, limited alcohol. beer and wine, isn't it, I think? So, mm, yeah. yeah. And it was... Although Disney do enforce a over-21 drinking policy, and if you go to a restaurant, a hotel... You will be forced to sort of show your passport. Well, yeah. I am anyway. I, I've got a baby face. Oh, that's what it is. Youthful looks. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at this, you go up to a, a trestle table where the guy is just pouring pints and pints and pints of lager or beer, whatever you want to call it, and cups and cups and cups of wine, and you just go and help yourself. Help yourself just keep going. Wow. Now, it, it is said that it's, it's one drink per person. However, my wife would go and get 
mum a drink. So we'd right. two drinks. And it sort of got a bit messy towards the end, but uh, it was a good night out. Your wife and wine, messy, <laughs> whatever. Just one question for everyone that I was thinking about. You've said that it's in an open-sided pavilion, which means it's obviously slightly outdoors. Yes. Does that mean that it's really humid in there, or have they air-conditioned it well? Uh, I wouldn't say it's air-conditioned. You are shaded. Obviously, it is right. the evening, yeah. so it is a little bit warm. Um, I think there is fans above the tables, which, you know, it's... It won't make you freeze and cold like you get inside a proper, mm. proper building. Okay. So it, it is warm. Um, and uh, I, th I think sometimes they will close it down if it's raining too heavy. I was about to say that, Ellen. Does it, what happens if it chucks down with rain? Like, Is it is it that sheltered? Um, I think, off the, going from memory, because I think this was probably about four, five years ago when I went. Mm. I think that the behind the stage area, I think that is relatively open okay. and I think to the sides so there is like areas where you're, you're going to be more than sheltered um, but because you sort of you go outdoors to get your barbecue food I think that is probably one of the main reasons why mm. they wouldn't keep it open all the time okay it's um is, is it value for money because it's not the cheapest it's, it's around 60 something dollars isn't it per person it, it's it's a hard question to ask really because the, the more Disney charge for everything, the more you think, is it value for money? And yeah. you could always argue that it is because you can't get that experience anywhere else. Okay. If you're from Newcastle, you will get that value from the drink alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Okay, let's move on then. Uh, we're going to go over to one that none of us have done, but we'll share it with you anyway. And it'll be quite interesting to hear why nobody's done it. It's the Disney Spirit of a Lower Dinner Show. Uh, this happens over at the Polynesian Resort. Uh, it happens every evening. It's two shows. There's a 5.15 and an 8.15. Um, again, it's an all-you-care-to-eat. They call it a tropical feast. It's got things like pulled pork, barbecue ribs, roast chicken, vegetable dishes as well. There's also uh, a savoury fresh salad with mango poppy seed vinaigrette and pineapple coconut bread. Um, there's also some warm pineapple bread pudding with caramel sauces as well. Loads of, again, stuff for the children, as you would expect. Including some mahi-mahi, which would be a little bit different. You would get uh, soft drinks, lemonade, coffee, and other non-alcoholic beverages included. And you can enjoy beer, beer and wine with your meal if you're an uh, adult. And for an additional charge, they do like a fruit cocktail as well. Um, this one... Well, well, why have you not done this, Alan? Um... Well, one of the reasons would be down to time. Um, right. Of, when we go, we, we try to do one dinner show. Yeah. This is what we've started to do anyway. Um, if, if I go back in the next couple of years, I would probably give it a go. Um, so I wouldn't do two dinner shows in one, no. two weeks. Is it? Um, but it's I haven't sort of put it as the third choice on purpose. But I, I, the other two seem to appeal a bit more. I don't know. Yeah, I must admit, I don't fancy it. It just doesn't float my boat. I look at it and I think, sounds... eh. Food sounds good, yeah. Food sounds great, yeah. but I just don't know whether I fancy it. If, if Susan, you say you looked at some of these on YouTube and things like that. Yeah. Does this take your fancy? Um, so what, so about the party I usually go with, this actually seems my sort of kind of thing because I love all the dancing and I, that by the looks of when I was looking on YouTube, the fire breathing segment looks absolutely amazing. Yeah. But... The people I go with more into that sort of comedy, yeah, sort much. of like as the hoop de do kind of like yeah. more type of 
theatre show than than the sort of dancing and sort of the sort of more because it's got a bit of a story, isn't it? They yes. say the spirit of Aloha has got a bit of, of how um, sort of how the Polynesian sort of dancing and how they sort of they work. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a mixture of, of dances and traditions from we got from all of Polynesia, so Tahiti, Samoa, Tonga, New Zealand, Hawaii, mm. that sort of area. So it's a mixture of lots of different cultures. Uh, Gareth, it's it's not uh, as, it's not as noisy. No, so, but when I've looked at it before, maybe it's maybe I'm just not very cultured, but it just sounded boring. Yeah, I'm the same. To the other yeah, I'm the same. I just like, yeah, I'm sure it's very interesting. Um, I mean, it looks like it's the easiest one to get to because they always say the other two. Yeah. They always say leave about forty-five minutes yes. before you yeah. go. And we'll come <laughs> back to that in a little while. But price-wise for this one, uh, depending on where you sit, there's three categories of seating. Uh, category one is sort of centre at the front of the stage. Category two is the upper floor in the centre and just the left and the right of uh, of category one. And then category three is right out on the left and right upper floor and right out on the sides. Uh, price-wise, category one will cost you seventy-six dollars. Category two, seventy-two dollars and category three sixty four dollars that's for adults if you've got a child age three to nine it's 45 for category one 43 for category two and 38 for category three so it's not a cheap meal um i think it's probably i'm pretty certain it is one of the most expensive i think hoop de do is is marginally yeah it is marginally cheaper mm. um so it's the most expensive dinner show on site um but none of us have been because it sounds like several of us don't fancy it Susan doesn't go with the right people, and <laughs> Alan just—he's <laughs> already done one. I, th- I, th- I think there's it, no it, characters it is. in this one. No, there's no characters. This is, this is very serious, grown-up stuff. Yeah. It does seem very cultural, doesn't it? It's, it's a bit like I don't go around Epcot to see the Maharachi band. Yeah. Whatever it's called. The um, it. I, I think if I was stopping at the Polynesian Resort. I may do it. Are you just so you could stagger back to your hotel room? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'd, I'd really like to throw myself into it, you know. Okay. But <laughs> I don't know where, where I stop elsewhere. It just seems a bit too, too yeah. cultural. Okay, fair enough. Right, well, that's Spirit well, of quick add. They do um, add a bit of the Lilo and Stitch soundtrack in it as well. Oh, right. Hawaiian roller coaster oh. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Right, that's interesting to know. So there's still a Disney element in there. Right, so we'll leave that one behind then because we've not really got much to talk about with that one. We're going to go over to the Hoop to Do musical review. Again, this one is over at the campsites at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort. Um, this is very much like an old-style music hall kind of show, but done in a Western kind of American theme. Uh, it takes place uh, twice nightly. I've got to remember, what is it twice or three times a night? Uh, uh, three. Yeah, it's three, isn't it? One at four, one at around 6.15, one at 8.30. There we go. So we've got three times a night. It's a two-hour show. Uh, Wild West dancing. There's loads of singing stuff in there. There's a load of really silly vaudeville comedy. Um, I love this show. I had so much fun last time I went to it. Um, Alan, when was the last time you saw it? Um, A year ago. Okay. And what did you think? Um, I, I totally loved it. My father-in-law, who isn't really into Disney... And I'm doing this whole speech marks thing yeah. in the air, which no one can see. Yeah, excellent. Um, <laughs> it works really well in a podcast. The um, he said that he loved it, and it was it was one of the highlights of his holiday. And it is a really good show, and it does really immerse you into into the entertainment. Yeah, I think but it does. Is, I agree. I was, I was, Come on. 
Oh, sorry, I know no, I keep no, talking no, about no, the Adams. I'm so. glad you're going. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? No, I was going to say that this is one of the reasons why it depends on how well your child is good at handling the crowds and the noise. It can get quite noisy. It's really rowdy. Mm. They, they do. Because they... it is, it's enclosed. Um, you're encouraged to clap along, stamp along, bash the table. Um, at one point, you get given washboards to clank with spoons. Yeah. Um, and the, the characters that are sort of leading the show end up squeezing past your tables because everyone's squashed in together. And they do. There's a lot of that audience interaction. You know, you get you can get dragged into being involved in stuff, whereas that doesn't necessarily happen uh, in the same way at your Spirit of Allure and, and your Mickey's Barbecue. You know, you can sit down, you can watch a show and not worry about being dragged in. Whereas hoop you do they do come down and they do... I ended up with someone sitting on my knee when I last went... Um, and all that sort of stuff, and they get you to. It's, it's a it's a good old rowdy, fun, entertaining evening. Yeah, we sat. We were right, very, very front, right by the stage, which meant we got a lot of attention, a huge amount of attention, being there, and we're we're picked on and all sorts of stuff. We had badges on and all that sort of stuff, which didn't help. Um, but just again, to give you an idea of prices, uh, main, the main floor in the centre, because it does look like an old music hall in the way they've done it. Think of like an old village hall in the UK, and it's that kind of style in the way that they seat you. So you've got the main floor, which is downstairs, which has got your circular tables. That's uh, category one. That's $72 and $43. Uh, then you've got... A category two, which is the back of the balcony. So you're upstairs at the very back looking down at the stage. That's $67 for adults and 39 for uh, children. And then you're on either side of the balcony, so you're looking in and over, uh, is uh, $64 for adults and $38 uh, for children. It reminds me also a little bit of um, the Strictly Come Dancing television studio. It's that kind of style yeah. at the stage at the end. Obviously yeah. American-themed and... And not at all as glitzy and glamorous as that one is, um, but it's well worth going. It's a really good show, um, and if you if you've got one to to go to, I would highly recommend this one uh, out of the three that are in Walt Disney World. I don't know about you, Alan, which one you would go for? Um, I'll, well, I'll clearly go to Spirit of the Lower. That you choose that one, would you? No, no, um, not not nothing about it badly, but I think it is definitely worth going, and I'll I'll probably go and see it again. Um, if, if I was going to throw the Newcastle back into it, they serve you your drinks rather than you help yourself. Yeah, they do here, yeah. Unlimited draft beer, wine, and sangria. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, ho, ho. They're, they're not tight with the drinks. It's not very wild. However, no, sangria's not very wild west, is it? I did think this. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know. I don't know. That they're, they're very cosmopolitan, these uh, cowboys. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Oh, now the man. you had to make sure you tracked the um, your waiter's eye to get yeah, your drinks. You um, and as as you've got one waiter serving about eight tables, they're sort of getting rushed off their feet. They've got to get everyone their meal. They've got to make sure they're out the way for when the show is happening. Yeah. They are busy, busy, busy. Now, um, yeah. Talking of cosmopolitan cowboys, yes, we're heading over to Disneyland Paris. Oh, Where I thought you were going to see what I did there. See what I did there. We're heading over. To, I think I've got a story. No, this is not Adam tells Brokeback Mountain Part Two or anything like that. <laughs> um, talking about Cosmopolitan Cowboys, we're heading over to Disneyland Paris, and we've got one more dinner show to share with you. Now, 
I, I kind of ummed and ahed as to what uh, what Disneyland Paris dinner shows to include in this because there is one permanent dinner show that happens in Disneyland Paris and then there are several others that kind of appear every now and again and I thought they're, they're actually not that regular the other one so we'll just do this Disneyland Paris one because quite often in like Hotel New York Convention Center and things like that they have big character shows uh, over Christmas I know they had a frozen themed show um, and they have others during the year but they're never regular and they are so expensive it's untrue and uh, we covered a few of them I think on the uh, on a show a little while back just ridiculously expensive but uh, to talk to you a little bit about uh, Buffalo Bill's Wild West show it is a, a 90 minute show hour and a half show takes place in Disney Village and uh, it's now called the Buffalo Bill Wild West show with Mickey and friends it had a new update and they've changed the title slightly who here has seen this one Alan you have Susan haven't I have not unfortunately I'm gutted I wish I, I wish I did and Gareth you've not seen it either, when I you? went last time um, I've had a look at some videos on YouTube, so we're thinking about doing it for okay. when we go in October. Fair enough. Uh, Alan, when did you last do it? Um, when we did it, it was before Mickey Mouse was there. So I'm, I'm probably oh, going right, to say... years ago then. Actually, it was before I had kids. Wow. So I'm probably talking eight years ago. Okay. So it's down to me to give you the update on the new one then. Um, <laughs> yeah. I went a couple of weeks ago to see it. I'd seen it a few years back when Mickey Mouse had first appeared in it. And they called it Buffalo Bill's Wild West Show with Mickey and friends then. But Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse only appeared at one little section, which is a, there's a campfire scene where all the cowboys are out cooking and they kind of just randomly appear from inside these, um, these kind of uh, trailers. And that's the only time you saw them. And then they vanished completely and you were like that was really quite random um because they've just appeared and then disappeared again um to give you kind of an overview of the night as well the way it works it's a little bit different to the other ones in in disneyland paris and disney world sorry is that um you arrive and there's two categories of seating category one category two and you all get herding together when you arrive you get given a seat a ticket with your seat number on it and then you, you're part of a ranch part of one of four ranches uh don't ask me to remember what they all are there's Yellow Star, Gold River, Red. You wouldn't have Yellow something. Star and Gold River. Uh, no, Gold Gold Star, Gold Star, <laughs> Bloom. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, there's four. And then uh, depending on what seat you've got, depends on which of the ranches you belong to. And as you walk in, you get given a cowboy hat. And that cowboy hat has got the colour of your particular house. And you're expected to wear this cowboy hat. Um, and then if you arrive, you want to arrive about an hour before... Because um, it's not just the dinner show. You've actually got a load of entertainment that goes on the stage outside. And they get some of the Disney characters out to come and take part in that. And they do a load of cowboy songs with you. And they teach you... <coughs> excuse me. Losing my voice. This is not good, is it? Um, they teach you um, a song as part of that warm-up that they use later on in the show that you need to know. Oh, foreshadowing. Oh, bit of foreshadowing indeed. Yeah, look at that. Unless you arrive a bit late. You can buy drinks while you're there as well. They're not particularly cheap, but this is Disneyland Paris, so not surprised. You do get your unlimited beer and wine. Beer and soft drinks. And um, you don't get wine, sadly. Beer, soft drinks. Uh, you can order and buy wine. And there was a lot of people around us that were actually buying bottles of wine. I'm thinking, you're getting free beer. What are you doing? Um, it's not particularly cheap, like I say, in that particular area. But um, I think we got a drink anyway. Stood and watched some of the build-up. Um, there is a faint smell of horse 
in there. I was actually going to ask you that. Yeah, because obviously there's there's buffalo, there's horses, there's cattle, there's all sorts of stuff that they use. So there is a faint smell of horse in the background, which to be honest, after a while you do kind of forget it's there. Um, and then you head up into the arena, and the arena's huge, absolutely huge. It probably seats easily, I would say, it could be about a thousand people. Um, and you wow. all sit in benches, and these particular benches uh, all face the stage. And then this is the point where you get your two categories. You get your category one and your category two. Just to give you an idea, UK-wise, what the prices are. Uh, category one for Buffalo Bills is £51 for adults and about £39 for children. And the uh, category two is forty, nearly £48 for adults and nearly £36 for children. So not a massive difference in price. So we started category one. That basically meant that uh, we were central. You kind of, it's the arena is you've got the stage at the end, you've got the big centre bit and you've got the seat that goes around the outside. We were kind of central on one side and we were towards the front. Uh, we got a welcome cocktail when we arrived, which was orange juice, pretty much. That's a pretty, I can't work out what else it would be. Um, and we got a, a slightly closer view and you got a glass of orange juice. To be honest, I wouldn't say that Category 1 was worth paying extra for. Uh, if you can get yourself there early enough, you might be able to persuade them to sit you towards the back, but the centre anyway. But to be honest, it doesn't really matter where you're sitting because everything goes on around the entire arena. So it's not like you need to be in that central section in order to get a better view, to be honest. So as lovely as it was to have Category 1 seats to sit in, I wouldn't necessarily pay the extra for them like if you were worried about oh but do we get a better position you don't necessarily yeah. um because you still get a good view even to the point of uh, they pick people out of the audience to take part in the show at a certain point and actually they don't necessarily pick you from the category one anyway so even if you paid more you're not guaranteed to be part of the show because they go and pick you from all sorts of different places um I said the show's about an hour and a half. It's really good, really entertaining, very funny. Uh, you get some really good characters in there. Uh, a lot of the people that are in it are genuine cowboys and Indians as well that, that Disney have actually poached from America and brought over. Um, and they do very, very well in the show. It's really, and, and the thing is, they the way they do it, there's, there's a first half which is just a story about how the native tribes and the cowboys work together and how they rounded up cattle and how the cowboys would live out in the wild. So there's all this first half of the story that was really good. And then once you've kind of got towards the end of the meal, they then do the cowboy games. And the cowboy games are different every single night because the cowboys are genuinely competing against each other in all of these kind of get rodeo games. So you really don't know who's going to win um and everyone's cheering you get your your hats in the air you've got it you're encouraged to bang your knives and forks on your pan which you kind of have a pan which is your main dish uh you to bang it on that and to cheer and shout and all this sort of stuff so yeah anybody who doesn't like large crowds and noises this is definitely one to keep well away from because it really does get very very loud um with regards to the mickey and friends bit I actually prefer the show now because they've actually put Mickey and Minnie, Minnie and Goofy and, and uh, Chip and Dale and everybody mm. in it more, which makes more sense to me that actually it was, when I saw it the first time, they'd sort of shoehorn them in and gone, we must put Disney characters in here. And it felt really awkward because they've got this very authentic kind of cowboy, Native American style show. And then they just thrust these Mickey and Minnie characters in for 10 minutes and then we didn't see them again. Whereas they come in and out more often now so it doesn't feel like it's some sort of knee-jerk reaction that we need to get the characters in it actually works much much better than it did before uh food's really good foods food uh, you get i gotta remember you get a load of uh, sort of cattle bread um which is a really funny texture 
but works really well with the bowl of chili you get for a starter. You get a decent bowl of chili for your starter. And then your main, you get uh, ribs and chicken and sausage um, and all. It's basically if you're a vegetarian. Uh, that one's not going to be any good for you, but you do get a vegetarian option. There is one available, uh, and then it ends with like a, an apple cobbler, which has got almost an apple cobbler sort of crumbly kind of thing, which has got a dollop of ice cream on top, and then you get uh, coffee or tea and things like that. You do get unlimited beer, uh, like I say, and, and soft drinks, but again, very much like with Hoop to Do, they bring it to your table. It only happens when they're not too busy. You can catch the ride; they will bring it round. I must admit, I think they've increased the number of times they come round and give drinks. Um, because they used to, it used to only be a couple of times, and I think they did it three or four times. I took a pint glass in with me, hoping that they might fill that up as well. They saw it was empty and took it away. I was like, oh, damn it. I thought I'd, I thought I'd <laughs> come up with a clever ploy, and it didn't happen. But um, they they have, I think, increased the number of times they come around with drinks, which is really good. Uh, but genuinely, a really, really, really great show. It's not something I'd go and see every single time, just purely for the cost. You know, if you've got. Uh, a family of four, it's going to cost you near on £200 to go and see. Yeah. It, you know, once you've bought your extra drinks before and all that sort of stuff. But the show runs from Friday to Tuesday. It's not an all week thing, so be aware of that. Uh, and there's a 6.30 and a 9.30 performance. Now, bear in mind, uh, it's an hour and a half. Remember, the 9.30 performance won't finish until gone 11. So it's well worth thinking about if you're thinking of going and taking your kids, uh, that that's obviously a, a pretty late one. Um, but all in all, well worth going to see, uh, and I really enjoyed it. And it's one that I'd, I'd like to go to again. Oh. But I don't think it's one you want to go back to too often, because you become it's a nice treat to do yeah. every now and again. Yeah. Uh, and everyone looks at you when you come out when you've got your cowboy hats on. Oh, so you get to keep them? Yeah, yeah, you get to keep them, bring them back with you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've now I think successfully got a hat from each ranch, which I've collected <laughs> over the years. I've got a hat from each ranch, but. They, when they redesigned the, the ribbons that go around them, I, I think each ranch has got a different design on it from all the years that I've been and all the times I've seen it. But yes, you get to keep the hat and you bring the hat home, which is great, except for, as we learned, if you're flying out there with hand luggage and you've obviously got a giant cowboy hat and you've only got hand luggage and it won't fit in your hand luggage ah. and you're only allowed one piece of hand luggage, you have to get on the plane wearing a cowboy hat. Um, <laughs> So you can imagine me in Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport, going to get on my flight wearing a cowboy hat. I must have looked like a right idiot. I bet you pulled it off, sweetheart. Oh, I looked amazing, <laughs> honestly. Like, I can't surprise people weren't falling on my feet. Um, so, yeah, that's just something to take into consideration, which I didn't really think about. But there you go. But uh, good show. There. Hints and tips, yeah. Good show. Well worth going to see. Um, and... Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to hear what you've got on your opinions are it on, on on all of those. Uh, that's all the dinner shows that we're going to cover because they're all the ones really that are available. If I you add go on, you want to you want to add something? Yeah, add something about Buffalo Bills. Yep. I know it's been eight years since it's been, but this aspect will not have changed. Yep. Allergies. Allergies. Yes. Yes. Um, one of the things they do emphasise when you book your tickets is that if you suffer from asthma, this yeah. show is not suitable for yourselves. No. And. I am an asthma sufferer, but I thought that'll be all right. And, and did you um, struggle? I've also got hay fever as well. Oh man! I thought, oh great! Hay fever, you know horses. It can't be that bad, can yeah, it? Yeah, surely. <laughs> so anyway, I, I went along, and, and when I booked my tickets, I said, "Look, I've got asthma. I've got hay fever. I've got a list of other allergies as well, but I won't go into them." And um, they said, "Right, okay. Well, 
if you really want to go, we'll book you into a Category 2 seat, which is obviously a little bit further back from yeah. the arena. So the idea is that any dust that gets kicked up will not be as intense. So anyway, I went to see the show with a, a nice white shirt on. <laughs> and I was fine for about the first half because, as you say, it's, it's the sort of storytelling aspect yeah. of the show. It's when they but start when properly they, running around. Yeah, when the cowboys start going into their cowboy games, racing backwards and forwards, the dust starts to pick up a bit. And um, my, my asthma was absolutely fine. It's just my hay fever it. that really, really kicked off. And I started off with a couple of sneezes until I got to the point of uncontrollably sneezing for about 10 minutes <laughs> until my nose started bleeding ah. and splashing down my shirt. So I had to run off to the toilets to sort myself out. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if I should have risked it. It was a brilliant show. I loved it. But they do say that it's not suitable for asthma. Yeah, you see, I, like I struggle with mild asthma and it doesn't bother me in the slightest. Yeah. Um, so oh. I suppose it does depend. I, I had... I had to sign a disclaimer actually when I went in. Did you? Yeah. Ah. There, there was a lot of signs up as you go in saying, you know, if you suffer with this, that, or the other, please do, you know. So it's an awful, it's a little bit like going on Mission Space where they hand yeah. you a card, you know, and then there's a sign every 10 yards telling you if you suffer from it's. They have a lot of signs up as you go into Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, Adam, I've got a quick question actually. Mm. Um, you know, you mentioned that some of the audience members actually get involved. Yeah. Um, well, aren't they eating at the same time? Well, no, because the, the involvement stuff kind of happens in between courses and things like that. Um, and the first, there's one was a, a gun shooting thing that they do. Um, and then the second one isn't until right at the very end of the show when they finished eating, when you can get chosen to be in one of the, in the, the kind of horse-drawn carriage that plays part of the story at the end. So no, oh. you're not eating at the point when, when you kind of get involved in that. I was going to yeah. say, I'm like, I'm kind of eating my cornbread here. Hang yeah. on a minute. <laughs> Can you wait till I've finished? You just hold the show. <laughs> no, they, no, you're not eating at the time when you're asked to go in and participate. So uh, so it's not, I, it's not too much of an issue. I also vaguely remember that your meal was getting served in sort of lulls in the show. Yes. So, yeah, it, it's, it's actually... Sort of the show sort of happens in waves. Yeah, it's very clever the way they do it. Because, um, obviously, the exciting bits, you haven't got any food. And then they kind of have, it's almost like incidental scenes where not a huge amount goes on as you're eating, but there's stuff happening. So when you're eating your main course, there's a point where all the cowboys are coming on and there's a scene with them all setting up the ranch and all that sort of stuff. And they bring their horse, their cows out with them. And um, it's kind of stuff that you can watch without really having to concentrate on it. So the cowboys are kind of cooking their dinner as you're eating your dinner. Yeah. And there's a bit later on when the dessert comes out, I think it is when you've got um, buffalo, they bring the buffalo out. And they, uh, the Native Americans do all this stuff with buffaloes and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's yeah. very cleverly choreographed. So you don't miss a huge amount because you're too busy gnawing on a bone and you miss something important. And it's not really dark to eat, is it? No, no, there's plenty of light at the time that you're eating as well. You can you can see plenty. Yeah. Oh. Um, at Christmas, they did a, a part of the scene where the cowboys were sort of cooking their dinner mm. and setting up the camp. Mm. The cowboys went to sleep. And Santa Claus came out and gave them all little presents. Aww. Then just trot back off. Yeah, they do. They do alter it for um, for different seasons. So they do that, and also at Halloween, they do a little section. That little section in the middle, they do something for Halloween as well. So they do Excellent. a lot of the um, the seasons. They try and incorporate into it as well. I think I saw it at Halloween. The last the, the time I saw it before last. So there we mm. go. <clears throat> 
Adam, sorry, I've got one yeah, more go. question. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of the reviews I was reading saying that there's uh, a lot of gunfire in it. So, is do you think it's something that, that young children are, would be okay with, or do you think it's more for older children? No, I think you, if you've got a child who's sort of... I would say... I, the thing is, because obviously it's a lot to do with the history of American Buffalo Bill and that sort of stuff, I wouldn't say it's particularly great for really young children. If you've got children that are kind of maybe six plus, six or seven, then that might be the right age for them. Yeah, there is a huge amount of gunfire in it, actually. Um, and there's times when there's gunfire where you expect it because you know it's going to happen. And there's times when they do the random shooting in the air sort of thing, as cowboys do. Um, and you're not expecting it so much. So, the, yeah, there is quite a lot of gunfire throughout. Yeah. But it's it's quite a large arena, so it's okay. the sound isn't too loud, I wouldn't have expected. No, I, I, again, it depends on where you sat. So we're in the, that category one, we were quite close to some of it, so it was much louder than it would have been maybe if you were sat further away. But, um, you know, it's well worth going to see. I really enjoyed it. It'll be a couple of years before I go to see it again, because I think you could become bored of it. Because, like you yeah. say, there's, there's times where not a lot happens, and, you know, you don't want to watch that too often, but... Uh, no, it's definitely well worth going to see. I really enjoyed it, so um, so fingers crossed I'll get to see it again. And if you've not been to see it, do go and see it. Right, that's it. Which means it's time for this. Oh yeah, it's the really long outro music, isn't it? I always forget this. But it's fine. Right, thank you for joining us on the Disney Bite Size this week. Let's just recap on what we've got going on in two weeks' time. Alan, remind me. Uh, it I'm, is I'm tomorrow's child. Yes, um, tomorrow's child is. What is your child's Marvel superhero name? Thing? Name and if they what and their name and their superpower, what would they be? Yes. So it's, they were the two things. So if your child was to be a Marvel superhero, what would their name be and what would their uh, their superhero be? You can email us radio at disneybrit dot com, and you can. Uh, you can email those and we'll use those in the next show. Hopefully, I've got some exciting audio for the next show as well. Uh, fingers crossed. I'm just trying to organise it now. Should be something a little bit different. And, of course, we're bringing back Disney's Ultimate Attraction as well, where they'll be going up on Facebook in the next few days, so you can start voting on those ready for the next show. Um, if you want to, of course, contact us in between, as we've already said, it's radiodisneybrit.com. You can go over to facebook.com forward slash Podcast, And if you want to be part of the Disney Brit running team, it's getting quite exciting over there now. People are starting to really have uh, decent discussions about running and all this sort of stuff because people are all booked up getting excited. That's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash uh, Disney Brit Running Team. And if you want to sponsor us, it's justgiving.com forward slash Disney Brit Running Team. You can go there and you can sponsor us for as much or as little as you like. All the money, every single penny, we're going to Cordwell Children to help them with all the work that they're doing. You can, of course, also follow us on Twitter, which is at, Di uh, at Disney Brit over there. And we do tweet things things out from there as well i don't know did anybody see the the picture i put up on disney brit uh page today i, I thought it was going to be talk about tissues no it's it's a, uh, you need to have a look and tell me whether you agree tinkerbell the, it's a tinkerbell photo go and have a look all of you even listeners if you're not seeing it see, see if you agree with me about about what i think about the tinkerbell photograph um but i don't want to give it away we're just gonna have a look I don't know. Whether, have mm. you seen it, Alan? Yeah, I've seen it what? and I've commented. Do, do you agree? <laughs> yes, sort of. Yes, sort of. It was this morning I was looking at it going, good grief. Uh, so I put it up on Facebook. There we go. It's the sort yeah. of thing I do. Good grief. should get the iron out. <laughs> yeah, what? 
<laughs> don't iron duvet covers. Please don't tell me you iron duvet covers. You iron duvet covers. Of course I do. Covers, I starch them. Whatever. Susan, do you iron oh, duvet covers? Oh, I've just been it, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. Do you iron duvet covers? I do. Oh, no. Gareth, help me out. Do you iron, do you iron duvet covers? No, life's too short. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> it's like, there's a handy tip for all you men out there who have to wear shirts and things for work. If your shirt needs ironing, the only bit you iron is the collar and the bit around it. You put a jumper over the top. Don't need to iron the rest of it because no one will see it all day. There we go. Anyway, we're turning to the Disney Brit ironing tips which is not what life this show hacks. is all about yeah <laughs> life hacks there we go right we will see you in two weeks time for a full disney bit radio show until then we will see you <laughs>